So most people would want to know uh, like what heel mode means, what it is, why I started it. And um, for me, you know, my little sister, she was killed uh, a little over a, a year ago. And so I know I needed to heal. You know, um, you can be sad, but you don't want to become a sad person. You could be depressed, but I didn't want to become a depressed person, you know. So I started heal mode for um, people like me who have suffered from depression, um, maybe grief, um, anything that you trauma childhood pains anything that I mean just even like small things you know like people don't haven't a lot of people haven't necessarily dealt with a lot of like big pain you know I feel like I'm like the most person the the only person that I know that I've dealt with as much as I've dealt with and so I, I feel like heal mode I started heal mode to help those who didn't know where to begin to heal didn't know that they need healing didn't know what healing means and healing is to become whole again so I started heal mode um, as a honor to my sister as a representation of uh, the journey that I'm on right now and that's healing so heal mode is for the healing of us people and so um, if you one of the people like I am tonight you know when I listen to the things especially I do everything intentionally and so, like, um, if you listen in the heal mode, I'm sure it was an intention. You seen heal, and you clicked on that link. You clicked on something that spoke to you. Yeah. And that was healing. Let me ask you a question, D. Uh, first of all, we wit. She we the best. Wit. Come on. What time is it? You know what time it is? It's your girl, Danny, the best. This is the second episode of heal mode. I'm so happy to have everybody in the room right now. Um, if you are listening to this share this with somebody that in a positive way that you feel like um could use some inspiration some positivity something uplifting you know in regards to the situation to any situation to just life that we live on an everyday basis you can go to your job that you're not happy with and you know um you just need something that will pick you up that will make you feel good and that's what this is this is totally um, inspiration. This is motivation. This is Jeezy. Come on now. I need some vacation. I'm going to Decatur West. Greater. See if I can stack me up some paper. You know, on your everyday life, you need something that's going to keep you going. This is what that is. This is heal mode. And so I'm happy to bring this to you on a positive level. You started with some heavy stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, if you don't want me asking, can you kind of walk me through uh, what happened to your sister and how recent was this? So, um, Lucky, that's my little sister, Lucky. If you see me carrying around this jug that says Lucky, it's not alcohol in it. It's actually my water jug. Uh, when you see heel mode, you see this logo. This is the Lucky, um, Lucky Charm, and that cross in there that represents healing, that represents um positivity that represents Christ for me and so um, walking you through that is just like walking you through my journey lucky was killed you know uh, a year and a half ago that was three days after Christmas two Christmases ago so I'm in the healing process I moved out to California to heal you know so like on this journey right here um, 
Man, I just started something for myself. This was really for myself. When you see me make messages, when you see me talk about things online, this is really like me speaking to myself. When you say, when you when you see me online and you you see me talking about. It's your girl, the best. I just, a message downloaded in my spirit and I wanted to say to you, I'm really saying it to myself. So when you watch my videos, you think that I'm projecting, I'm really just like speaking to myself, you know? And I feel like our own experiences, the things that we've been through in our lives, I feel like if you just like open your mouth and you talk about it, you can help somebody else. And so this is just what I'm doing. Um, whether you feel like, you know, everybody has their own audience, everybody has their own lane. And for me right now, it's heal mode because I'm on the journey of healing. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you want to get in to uh, the passing of your sister, but I know you just went to Detroit mm-hmm. to celebrate her, her birthday. I did. Um, and you told me a story, which is crazy, that you went, you went back to the place where she was murdered. And you spun the block a couple times just to was it just to feel her presence? So, all right. So for you, for for those who like to take notes, um, this episode today we are going to name this revisiting trauma. So mm. I just went back to Detroit. I literally just got back to Detroit. It's Friday today. I went back to Detroit on um, last week, and I just got back two days ago on Wednesday. And um, her birthday was on Monday, March 27th. And it was pretty much like revisiting that trauma. But before I went back on this trip, before I even left Michigan to move to California, I would go back to the place that she was killed. And I would just like circle the block. And for me, it was good for me to like revisit that place, even though it was hard. It was good for me to like, you know, like I didn't realize how I felt about it until I like circled a few times, you know, like sometimes we don't really know how we feel until we like get back in that place. So me going back to Detroit, revisiting that trauma, it helped me. And I'm still processing, to be honest with you. I really, really couldn't get back to, like, talk about it, to, like... It just um, happened a year ago. It literally just happened I mean, a year ago. It did just happen a year ago. That's mad recent. It feels like COVID has... Like, COVID started before your sister passed, like... Yeah, and then for it to crazy. be, like, three days after Christmas, you oh know... Um, yeah, so so me and Lucky... Niggas is slime balls. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm going to say this. Um, nobody deserves to have their life taken from them, um, but I do take into consideration the lifestyles that we live, and um, nobody's perfect, um, but, like, I do believe in, you know... I, when, I, when I say revisiting trauma, my dad... I, I can I, this heal mode I'm not new to this I'm true to this so this whole healing journey and everything that I've been through is real and I'm gonna say this I want to drop this on you right now if you take in notes listen if you still got the trigger you still have the trauma if it's still a trigger it's still a trauma so me going back and circling the block you know where she was killed um, multiple times before I left I kind of just wanted to not feel the same way I didn't want to have that same anger before I left I didn't want to feel like I left something behind or I was leaving her behind so I went back to that place and I like circled the block multiple times trying to you 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 said this word to me earlier and I I truly feel like that that's 
where I am. I'm one of those people that like kind of like run towards my pain, run towards my fear because I want to get over it. So for me, circling a block multiple times was me trying to not get over it immediately, but trying to accept it. And I feel like with revisiting trauma, you'll never get over the things that you've been through, but there's a certain acceptance that has to come with beginning to heal. You know, so like, it's like a scar. Imagine you getting a deep cut. You not just like fall and scrape your knee, but you have a really bad accident. Let's just imagine a person who's been in a house fire and they have a burn, they got burned really badly. Well, this scar is going to be here forever. It's, it's, it's never going to go away. But eventually, after looking at it so many times, it becomes a part of your skin. So eventually, after revisiting the trauma that you've dealt with multiple times, talking about it, I feel like it's so important for people to talk about the things that they've been through. I've, um, you know, I'm a barber. You know, so I sit in a barber chair and I talk to people, you know, like my main conversation, I feel like everybody that sit in my chair is like a divine appointment, you know, like, so God sends people to me to talk about things, you know, and, and just a few days ago, I was talking about this situation when I got back from Detroit with uh, what happened with my sister. And I was talking to a guy who had lost his mom. And we was talking about this on the first episode, me and Tommy, um, about, you know, I was saying, yeah, I lost a sister, but I didn't lose my mom. That's one person I can't imagine losing, but a loss is a loss. Whether it was a mom, a sister, somebody that you deeply love, a friend, you know, like you can't compare a loss. A loss is a loss. It's like sin. A sin is a sin, you know, like adultery or uh, anything that you've done that was wrong. You can't compare it. It's equal. Right, so I was talking to a guy. I mean, if you lost a dog, that's not equal to losing a human. Well, dog. it just depends on how yeah, much you love that dog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just depends. It's like it, it, there's no, there's no that's comparison. Wrong, I don't, I don't like to try to take away from people what they've been through. You so sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what meant because some people ha- have never been through the things at the at the amount that I've been through it, but they've been through something, so they can relate to me on that level. This loss is loss. So this guy was talking to me about how he lost his mom and how it's still hard for him to talk about it. And I talk about my sister often, you know, because I'm, I want to not get over it, but I want to eventually be able to heal from that. This is what this is about. You know, we don't, we don't just want to sit in trauma. We want to heal from it. Like, that's the goal in life, to become a happier person, to become joyful, to have peace, to be able to smile and to be able to laugh genuinely. You have to become healed this is like an inside job you could look however you want you could dress yourself up however you want to dress yourself up on outside but for me the inside is so much more important because I'm a genuine person when you look at me you say oh d you're so genuine oh d you're so loving but that comes from the inside bro and so I always imagine a rotten apple you don't know an apple is rotten unless you bite into it an apple looks like an apple on the outside. You don't know an apple is rotten until you bite in, into it. So, like, I feel unless like... Unless it has a worm coming out. Unless it has a worm coming out. But you don't know. And you don't like the know. cartoons. It's a cartoon. But it's fake. It's animated. It's fabricated. Ain't nothing about me fake, animated, fabricated. You everything is a boxer. All, you could rhyme anything. Everything is all genuine. It's real. It's authentic. And I want to be that person. I don't want to talk about it. I want to be that. I want to walk. I want to smile genuinely. I want to be free. Okay, so let me ask you a question. 
how do you do that despite the trauma? I think that's the hardest thing. A person that has lost a loved one, let's just say you, um, how do you not just throw your hands up in the air and say, what's the point of living anymore if I've lost my It depends on what you have to live heart. for. Depends on what you got to live right, for. You know, right. like, it's, it's like, um, so for me, I have a five-year-old daughter. Her name's Ella. That's who I have to live for. Also, um, I've been this person since I was a young girl. I wa- I've always wanted to be that person for people. I've always wanted to be successful. You're rather optimistic as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, my mom always used to say this to me, like, so what do you want to be today? You know, like, I've always wanted to be somebody. And it's not for me a material thing. It's not for me, you know, like, um, well, I love money. You know, we all, because I love, I want to be able to live life. And for me, living life ain't just being able to go places, being able to show social media. It's being able to feel something inside. And that feeling, for me, I want it to be happy. I want to smile genuinely I want to feel joy when I wake up in the morning. Anxiety is one of those things that I hate. And hate is a strong word, but I know what anxiety feels like. And when you feel anxiety, something is wrong. Something is wrong. You know, anxiety is, is, is um, like an unsettling feeling. And when you feel that anxiety, something is not right. So I don't want to wake up feeling that even if I don't wake up feeling that I don't want to, you know, if you feel that in the middle of the day, something ain't right, you know, something. So you, you're never going to go through life and like feel a perfect feeling. But for me, it's about doing like self work. And like, so what I know on the surface and I'm going to talk about on the surface and what you don't feel on the surface. So it's, it's, it's going to get really good. But like as far as what you do know, you have to work on. And so, like, we can go throughout our own lives because we are in our own bodies and we know what's bothering us. Our jobs as people is to fix it. It's not just to, like, brush it over. You know, that's, like, unrealistic to me. You know, like, it seems like a person that's not real. You know, like, you know something is wrong, but you're not willing to fix it. That's lazy to me. You know, that's like, you know, like, I've always wanted to become the best version of myself. I think that's the definition of ignorance is knowing that something is wrong or knowing um, knowing something but choosing to do the opposite. That's lazy. It's lazy, it's that ignorance. Is. Or just imagine this, I know stupid. I'm broke, right? I know I'm broke, but um, I don't really want to work. That's, you know, like you're not really fulfilling your purpose. You know, like you, you get up in the morning That's lazy. and you know you need, yeah, it's lazy. I mean, like, so, so imagine this, you get up in the morning. And delusional, because you're thinking that just money's going to fall on your lap. Yeah, but you, some people and, but really also, think that they think that they're gonna get discovered at a bar, and they're gonna be the next Brad Pitt. And they also feel like time heals all, and it's not about the time because time does heal, but it's what you do with that time. Intention. It's intention. Life is about intention. You know, like you literally have to wake up every day. You know, like pe- people that are successful, they have a schedule. They have goals. They have something to look forward to. And so for me in my life, with my goals and with 
all of the things that I'm intentional about, I know in order to reach my goals, I have to have a certain attitude. So you could be presented in this room, you know, like, you know, God is going to open doors for us. And when we walk into the door, imagine being a broken person with not the right smile, not the right being not the right person that you need to be to receive this blessing. So imagine if I'm not healed. Imagine I walk into this room and every resource that God has set before me is there. But I'm so weighed down with all of the insecurities, all of the anxiety, all of the fear, all of the depression, all of my healing that needs to take place. It's all weighing down. It's all showing on the outside of me. I'm not going to be able to receive that blessing because guess what I'm doing? I'm looking for something that will fill the void so that I'm able to become this. And it's alcohol, drugs, and everything else that we do that's unhealthy. We talked about this on the first episode. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to become. I ain't perfect, right? So heal mode is me on my journey to healing to become this version of myself that's going to welcome the blessings, that's going to welcome everything that God has for me to become the best version of myself. So with all of the things happening to me, I'm on a journey to healing. And so me doing this podcast, me um, sharing my experiences with people, maybe help you on your journey. You know, like not saying like, oh, I did this and this is what happened because this is what's happening right now. You know, this is just the beginning of what God has for us. Mm. I see you brought some cue cards. I am. What you got? Yeah. So, so look, nah, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. So the trip to Detroit, this is like the highlight of, um, of this podcast. We're talking about revisiting trauma, and this is all a part of the healing journey. You know, like you cannot possibly heal with burying things. You know, you can't know something is wrong and just like bury it. So we have to revisit these things. And sometimes we don't really know. You know, some people may be listening right now and they, they like, they've been through a lot, but they really can't identify, you know, like what they need to heal from. So for me, outside of the surface, I knew those things that I needed to heal from. Um, and for me, it was like my, my dad being murdered, my sister being murdered, me losing, you know, and then like relocating and coming out to California and rebuilding my clientele, which is taking a loss. It's all it's just been like loss after loss after loss, right? So I, I go back to Detroit and um on a positive note I spent a lot of good time with my mom. And so I got there uh Friday night. You mean your twin? My twin. Yeah my mom. <laughs> my mom is like my, my twin, twin for, real. for real. Yeah. So I got back uh to Detroit on Friday Friday at like uh eleven at 1.30 a.m., right, got back to Detroit. And I went, I, I decided to just be present, not to make really no plans or anything. So my mom has this routine where she goes to the grocery store in the morning and we had plans to go have breakfast, right? And so we, we went to the grocery store. This is the first stop going back to Detroit, okay? God had his plans for me to heal, all right? Or even figure out what it is I needed to heal from. So Tommy audience people we went to walmart walmart trip was great we got all the things that we needed i got my t-shirts that i needed you know and we were on the way out of walmart and this guy was standing you know he was the greeter at the front of walmart 
and he's talking to my mom. He said, Valinda? And I didn't know who this guy was. And she was like, she didn't know who this guy was either. And he pulled his mask down. And this guy was, so when I was about six or seven years old, um, I never forget this night. It was raining. My mom was putting us in the car. She was rushing. And we went, we were running away to Atlanta, Georgia. We was getting on a Greyhound and we was leaving from Detroit to go to Atlanta, right? We was running away. And this guy that we was running away from, his name was Danny. How ironic is it that my name is Danny too? Wow. Yeah. So we was running away, but um, this guy that we ran into, this was the guy that uh, was uh, abusive to my mom. And not just abusive to her, but this guy in particular, he used to put me in a basement with his pit bull dog, and the dog used to bark at me. So this was this guy was abusive to us. So Sadistic. Bro, this yes. was the beginning of my trauma. And I didn't realize it until I revisited this place. And so, like, in wow. this place of healing while I'm praying for healing I'm praying for restoration I'm like in my process of becoming all that God is calling me to be and in order to be become all that God is everybody has a different journey not everybody's been through the things that I've been through but once you go through certain things you have this as a reference how do I heal and I didn't know that there was so many things that was buried inside that I didn't know about that I needed to revisit in order to heal whole we ran into this guy who my mom hadn't seen since we ran away to Atlanta Georgia I was mm-hmm. six seven years old when this happened to me can you go to jail for he any went, of this stuff no it's insane. But I'm gonna tell you something I'm gonna tell you something this there's a there's an upside to this though because my mom stood there and and you probably wonder what my reaction was to this when he when he revealed himself and 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 I, and I seen who he was I didn't even re- recognize the guy anyway he said who he was and honestly the lord knew he knows who I am he knows me right and so when he showed his face it was like almost like a stillness that came it was like it was like a blackness it was like I didn't have a reaction initially I was just like there, you know, like, and, and, and God will really like, it's been in many situations where you trying to figure out why you didn't react, how you know you could have reacted or wanted to react it after the situation. You know, after those situations, you'd be like, I wish I would have said this. I wish I would have did this. But God was saving you from whatever he was saving you from. It, it went how it was supposed to be. My mom talked to this guy and my mom is such a positive person. She was talking to him and when we got out of the store, everything came rushing back it was like god pressed the pause button on me he like literally froze me in that moment with this guy who put me in a basement and allowed his pit bull dog to just like bark at me i had a extreme trauma extreme fear of dogs where i didn't even really realize that that's what my over obsession with dogs came from was it tied up and it would like jump at you but it couldn't get that far because it was leashed no, up type it shit? was like you know what? I really can't remember if it was tied up or not, but I remember being at the landing of the steps. And I remember this dog just like right there, just like barking like her, her. And I was a, I was a kid. I was little. I was I was crying. You know, what I, mean? I, I remember that. I'll never forget that. You know, that was one of those things that I never forget, but I never you, you never think that you run into that again, that you revisit that. So I literally with going back 
on my sister's birthday to celebrate her birthday. She's not here. And then the first thing that happened, we run into this guy who used to put me in his basement and allow his pit bull dog to bark at me in my face. The beginning of all of the trauma that I went through, it was literally revisiting that trauma. And this was right before we went to breakfast. And so I was literally traumatized in the car. I I never felt so traumatized. You know, it's funny. A lot of people don't like to say traumatized. Like, I don't even want to admit that I've been through trauma. Something about it feels like, if I'm be honest, I, I feel like a bitch even saying it. Mm-hmm. That, you know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, I think but a you lot know of men That's feel so that way. We was, you know, I've been thinking about that. I talk about that often. It's like, Men aren't able to express themselves yeah. in a healthy way. That's why, honestly, a lot of men are abusive mm. because they don't have an outlet. You know, you can't be emotional. You can't be a human person because you have this woman that you have to be this man for. And I truly feel like men deserve the same care and nurturement that a woman does. You know, like, honestly... A man needs to be held. He needs <laughs> to be, you know, like you might be treated right. like he has feelings too. That's why men punch walls. They do things that are like abruptly aggressive because they don't have an outlet, because they don't feel safe, you know, like less of a man expressing their feelings. And that's really like unfair, you know, so like. I feel like this is an outlet, I guess, because I'm on top of the fence. I'm like all women to me, but I'm like, you know, hopefully men could look at me and feel comfortable and safe. A lot of men feel safe and comfortable talking to me about how they feel, maybe because they can relate to me as being a woman and also a man, you know, like a one man. You know, it's crazy. Sometimes speaking as a dude, obviously, right, I'll wake up. And I don't know why I feel, let's just say, down in the dumps. And here's the thing. I've compartmentalized all the things that's happened in my past, and I forget they even happened sometimes until I'm in conversation. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot that happened to me. Mm. Or oh, I forgot. Damn, that was kind of crazy when this and that happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just compartmentalize and you keep it moving. I think that's what you I think do your as journey. a dude. I, no, that's what you do as a person who is not aware of what healing can do for you as a human. I don't think that you can separate man and woman from human. Can we go back to the Walmart situation just for one moment? Mm-hmm. I have a question. This might be a little deep. Mm-hmm. But I know you love deep. I love deep. Um, did you ever harbor resentment towards your mother for allowing a man to be around you and your sister like that? That's and a good... do these terrible things to not only her, but her children? Well, so it's funny because, you know, like being older and being an adult, I thought about that. I thought about, you know, how could she allow that to happen? But when you are, see, I've never been a woman in fear of a man or what a man could do. And so the fact that she did get us out of there, 
you know, I have to respect and appreciate her for that. It's not like I had to live in that situation and, you know, that happened. And she didn't find out until my brother told her. And what initially got us out was she found out that my brother pulled a gun out of the couch. And she realized that then, okay, it's time for us to go. So she packed us up and went. But, you know, I've never been a woman in fear of anyone. But I guess I've never been with a man. So, and it's because of the fear. You know, like, mm-hmm, that's deep. You know, I don't trust men. That's Ooh. heavy right there. You know, like, because of our experiences. So, you like, you even thought that I was going to root for you. Well, you so it's just, it's go, just a lack of trust. Drink? Nothing. It's just a lack of trust. I feel you. It's just a lack of trust. I think that. Um, specifically towards men or to people in general? It started with men. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know. Everybody has, I mean, everybody, I can't relate to everybody, but at a young age and, you know, like, I, I want to give uh, a lot of credit to my mom and the things that she's been through and, you know, like, what she's overcome to be the woman that she is today because my mom is very respectable. She's a, she's a boss. No, but she's been through a lot. So I got to give her all of the credit for everything that she's been through and everything that she's overcome. But at 16 years old, my mom was raped, and that's how she had my older sister. So that started at a young age with finding out my mom was raped and that she had my older sister as a result to that. That started the lack of trust. I never trusted a man, you know, because of what we've been through. So this was my armor. I had to put my armor on, like, you know, like, I had to be the man of the house, even though I had a brother, but I'm a leader. You know, I'm like, okay, no disrespect to my brother, but I'm a soldier. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, look, ain't no woman in my family ever been in a relationship with a man that I ain't checked up on first. Like, what's up? You yeah. know what I said? Like, I'm that one that they don't want to introduce nobody to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yeah. okay, so, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it, 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 it took a lot for me to gain a lot of trust uh, with people. And I think that once I began to trust, I over-trust. So, I'm trying to find a balance here. And part of that balance is beginning to heal within myself um, as a result to the things that I've been through. My mom, when she was raped, my sister, you know, we, we, we are beautiful women. My sister was harassed, like, not like, like, but you know, like walking to the store, men hunk their horns all the time and me having to be that person, like, you know, she's ignoring people and I'm like, hey, bro, she ain't talking to you. You don't, like, she, you know, and my sister, and, and this, is, this is how I learned the difference between a woman who loves attention and likes attention, between a woman who are like a really good woman. My sister, my older sister, I gotta give her super credit too because she would, we would be walking to the store, we get in the store, dudes would approach her and she would literally be like a brick wall. She would really ignore guys and I was the one like, like, bro, you don't, she ain't talking to you. You see, she don't, you know, and, and she would get really upset with me. I never forget the day that she got so pissed off at me. And when we got out of the store, she said, I don't owe nobody no explanation because the moment that I open my mouth to tell a dude that I'm not interested opens up the door for conversation. She's not wrong. And so this is when they get to, you know, back and forth, right? Things. And I didn't re never really understand it, but I've always been that person that I'm always still on like, like, what's up? Like, you know, like I'm very protective over women. I can look at a woman and I can tell immediately if she is reserved, a good woman. I 
definitely am that person who appreciate and respects good women. You know, because women are put themselves in situations to be taken advantage of sometimes. Say that and one more time. I'm sorry, a, I didn't hear that. Women will, and, and, and look, I'm a woman who loves women, so let's not get it twisted. But some people, let's just say some women put themselves in position to be taken advantage of, to not even just be taken advantage of because my mom didn't put herself in a position to be taken advantage of and neither did my sister. We tried to avoid it. But some women, they're comfortable walking outside and, and revealing clothes, everything shaking all, all all over the place you know what I'm saying started. just like getting you know what I'm saying and then it's just like the things that I've been through I'm very overprotected if I'm like you know like and you will think that I'm like I'm not controlling I'm just like I've, I, I'm not used to that my mom is a beautiful woman my sister's a beautiful woman but they've never been revealing women you know like they'll wear you know we they, they're curvy women but we'll wear shirts that are like beneath the the buttocks you know like they're not looking for attention you know my mom called that thirsty my mom said that word she was like <laughs> i think that that's thirsty you know what i'm saying and i'm like mom, i think that same thing too so i'm very aware and i'm very conscious of certain type of women who how they care themselves and i like a certain reservedness about a woman you reserved you know you know like how you carry yourself and it's very important to me because of the things that i've been through as a woman the things that my my, my the women in my family has been through I'm like very particular about that, you know, because you could attract the wrong attention. So, you know, the things that we talked about, all of the things I think that that has a lot to do with um, my experience. So the topic of today, if you still are triggered, you still got the trauma. And I want you to know that if it's something that's triggering you, whether it be like um, past trauma Whatever it is, if it triggers you, there's something there that you should visit, that you should be aware of. You know, I think self-awareness is really important on your healing journey. You cannot just be healing from death. You cannot just be healing from grief. You cannot just be healing. It's, it's, it's many things that we need to heal from, you know, like childhood things. It's a lot of things that you could that you may possibly need to heal from. How do we do it? How do you heal? Yeah. The first thing is to become aware and so like some people they feel the anxiety they feel the things that trigger them but they try and like bury it and i think that it's unburying things Ooh. unbury it like digging like, them up dig it up wow dig it up like 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 put it in your face you know like for me you know it's terrifying right it is terrifying I really, I'm serious. Like you know, like it really is. It is. You know, like for some people, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this because um, I don't have a stage fright, but I have this thing where um, when I see the camera, I'm not like really extremely comfortable in front of the camera. I'm not um, extremely comfortable with hearing myself speak. So I do it over and over. It's like those things. Like practice. Practice makes perfect. So if you practice um, dealing with things that you're not comfortable dealing with, it'll make it better. And I think that that's the beginning of healing. Healing is becoming better. If you look up the definition of healing, is to um, we got to look up the definition. Like Let me do the, it right now. Actual, yeah, let's look it up. The actual definition of healing. By the way, you are really good at it too. So the fact that you think or you feel like it makes you nervous 
is kind of ironic because you're really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not looking you know? at it. I'm, I'm actually like talking to a person right now. That's true. Yeah. I'm like, you know. That's true. So that's 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 okay. that's what's different for me. Healing I, I like. definition. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. The process of making or becoming sound or healthy again. Mm. So healing, the definition of healing is the process of making sound or becoming healthy again. So in order to heal a wound, any wound. Cheers, by the way. Cheers, by the way. You know, I, I, I love me a good cheers. Come on now. I love some good red wine. I'm sharing a blow. What's that one? Uh, cheers to Blackstone. We drinking some good Merlot tonight. Ten dollar holla. Ten dollar holla. You know what I'm saying? Ten dollar hollas aren't bad. Five dollars is a little scary, but ten's not bad. Yeah, ten's not bad. You know, actually, I'm gonna tell you something. There's a good um, wine, and and I'm gonna say this because I, when I moved out here, I, I moved to North Hills. That's like the Mexican area. Oh yeah, it is. And um, you was in Mexico. I was basically Sutter Home. You know Sutter Home. Mm, I know Mexico. Sutter Home, the wine. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Sutter oh, Home Sutter is Home's a, terrible. You like that? Actually, let me tell you something. It's bad. It is bad, but guess what? It does its job. <laughs> Just vinegar. It is. I said vinegar. No, you, what is good is the one that Snoop Dogg is a, a part of, it which is. is 19 Crimes or Somebody's Crimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not mine. Not yours. We drank that last time. Very good. Uh, and that is $5 at Trader Joe's for it those is. of you folks out but there. But let me tell you about that Sutter Homes, though. Yeah. Two ninety nine. Seven Eleven. Two ninety nine at El Super. You're insane. El Super is a supermarket in I North call it Hills. Headache wine. <laughs> it's gonna be good. You gonna heal from it. <laughs> you can heal from Sutter's it might be home. Like medicine. You right. Yeah, but um, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. If you still got the trigger, you still got the trauma. So if it's something that's triggering you, it's something that we need to heal from. And I think that that's the beginning to a healthy life. Um, we gonna go over that definition of healing again. To healing is the definition I want you to uh, take it take it away Tommy the process of making or becoming sound or healthy again yeah so that's what we're doing right now um, in order to become the best version of yourself it, you, you have to heal and how do you know that you are a healed person but but healing has to take place because it's things that happen in life you'll probably never be fully healed right you'll never be fully healed but I'm gonna tell it's you like this. achieving excellence it doesn't exist but you can strive for it it's a uh, discipline you know, like imagine going to the gym, right? Um, if you are working out effectively, going to the gym, you are literally going to be in pain all the time because you're working out hard, but eventually you'll get used to it. And so I think that with healing and things that happen in our lives that um, we are uncomfortable with, that we need to heal from, we'll get better in how we handle those things. We'll get better in how we um, begin to process and begin to overcome and adapt and overcome. You could be put in many situations, things will happen to you and it'll become easier to adapt and overcome from those things. And um, that's, it's just the beginning of healing. So me, for me, you know, I'm 31 years old and um, this is my healing journey. And so I'm taking you on a healing journey, not to say that I'm healed because we'll never be fully healed, but this is the journey to healing. And for many people who is very premature in like life and like trauma and you're just as um, my family like to call me, they like to say I'm dramatic. 
and I'm a very dramatic person. So if you're dramatic, just like me, and you like, um, you know, you get a cut and you want to go to the hospital, well, that's a good thing because that means that you want to be a healthy person. I want to make sure that I'm taken care of inside and out. So, yeah, I'm really dramatic when it comes to my health, mental, spiritual, and also financial health because we can't do anything without money. You know, um, it costs us money to run this podcast. So... If you want to donate to the cause, Heal Mode, we are going to be doing this three times a week. Um, you could donate to our healing, donate to this podcast, um, cash app us at dollar sign, best hair care center. I have to pay producers. There's also a donate button on um, Spotify and Anchor too. Okay. No pressure. But here's the thing. Eventually... We're going to generate ads. You're going to generate ads from this. So donate is great, but you're going to be having a lot of ads soon. Yeah. So get ready so to have wanna, a lot of ads. We want to keep doing this. We want to bring you merch. I have Heal Mode. I got Heal Mode merch. You know, we got T-shirts. Um, you know, we got hoodies. I have so many different, um, like, it's all about healing, right? So, like, I got sports bras. I'm a gym uh, what you call it? Uh, you know, you have foodies. I'm a Jimmy. You know, you know so we I like, should film you in the gym. You should feel me. Day in the life gym. in the gym. Day in the life in the gym. I have sports bras for those women um, who are in the gym who like to have, you know, a clothing that makes them feel good and also want to represent heel mode. We have all of that. Um, but I, just moving out to LA, um, this was a restart. So being an entrepreneur, it's not easy. You know, like starting over. My grandma don't like to hear me say that I started over because I I came out here with all of the tools that. I received in the past so we didn't start over this is new level but um, far as clientele and entrepreneurship if you are an entrepreneur out there shout out to you um, you know how it is to start over and to rebuild that clientele as a barber and also just working on making our dreams come true and also making an impact on helping everyone attain and um, get to where you want to be in your life and so heal mode is just the beginning of um, us becoming whole again so I'm in a process of writing this book called Happy, Healed, and Whole. This is um, not like a day thing. This isn't like something that can happen in a year. This is a process. Um, Some weeks or months I write on happy. Some I write about the healing. Some I haven't really touched on wholeness because you have to heal to become whole. So, um, yeah, uh, this is the beginning of our journey. So welcome to the Heal Mode journey. Welcome to a lifelong journey of healthy. And so healing is the beginning of that. And once you obtain healing, you could become happy and then you will become whole. So welcome to the journey and welcome to the family. Heal Mode is a community for so many people who are on the same journey, who don't have help, who don't have support, who don't have guidance. And so it's my job to connect with the universe, to connect with God, to bring you this Heal Mode, this happiness, this wholeness and so you um could do exactly what i'm doing i'm not doing anything that you haven't thought about doing i'm just doing it for us so welcome to the journey let's do the work let's do the work together